Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Year Was. My name is Larry Sands, and we have the wonderful pleasure of our host, Vito Altavilla. Hey, Vito, how are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm terrific. Looking forward to showing you guys how different things were when I grew up. Good. That yeah. You know what? Every time we talk, and I, I get so excited, um, and one of the things... You know, like we always say, uh, don't, don't, let's not talk off air. So it's kind of like a crazy thing. But, um, but Eric, who was on the other end of the uh, microphone over there, how you doing, Eric? Doing good, guys. Doing good. Good. As Eric knows, we always do that, Beto. We always like talk like off mic. And then we're like, wait, 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 don't say anything. Let's, let's hear it for the very first time. So, yeah, I think that that's helpful. Yeah, because I think this way you get really get an impression. And, and uh, I, I think I can I, <laughs> I was thinking of you guys when I started remembering this. OK, it was a time. Now, you got to remember, this is like the mid 40s. OK, yeah. this is the time where you saw the milkman coming down the street with that. We had four. Nobody bought a gallon of milk at the time. They had six, six things and people would leave their empty bottles out by the doorstep and he would take those and put them back in. And some of the people that could afford it had that special milk bottle with the extra glass on top that held the cream. Okay. Oh, Oh yeah. That, that there was only two people on the block that could afford that. And, but then you also had, then you had the ice man, the ice man would come around once a week and give you a great big block of ice that you put underneath your refrigerator, you emptied the melted ice in because there was no, there was, there was no refrigerator. Everybody had an ice box. So the ice man came around he wore a big leather uh, apron so his clothes wouldn't get wet and he'd take a 50 pound slab of ice, bring it into your house and you slide it in there. Next week he'd bring it in. Every week he'd bring that in. And then everybody else also had a cold shoe. What? So about once a month, yeah, everybody, yeah. Oh. Once a month, everybody had cold stoves or, or cold furnaces. And they would, you know, drop so much coal in once a month and you would shovel it and put it into your, into your, uh, into your furnace. That's how you kept warm. Oh my God. Really? Yeah, every, yeah, really, really. No, I'm not making this up. It's true. And, and so it was, you know, a, a little, little, a little different. Oh my God, a little. That's a lot. Vito, yeah. no wonder. So, <laughs> so you know, it, it always astonishes me that, you know, when you look, and I'll kind of put it in the history of kind of how film was, right? Yeah. So film started out, you know, where there was no sound. It was just images, right? Mm -hmm. So no no images and then all of a sudden you know they started to to do uh the talkies but that was based on because first of all you had radio shows right, right. yeah right. and and then you had um was it was it was it silent films and then the radio shows or was it radio shows then silent films they were going no, around silent at the films same first time. no okay. i think it was radio shows first eh? yeah okay. then some of those became silent films like the quickies yeah and then yeah. it just evolved yeah, after yeah. that and yeah. and and you know you get because once people started going from radio shows to talkies the movies they would always talk like they were on the radio see and here's yes. what they do see and do all that and then yeah. it just kind of progressed to to what it yeah. is now but but I think and correct me if I'm wrong this kind of blows my mind too is no wonder your generation you're our workers and oh, yeah. and you know like ours mine mine and eric's generation are workers as well because we had to work for things we sure, had to go yeah. out and we had to you know do oh, yeah. things um absolutely yeah and 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 my god just to keep a refrigerator cold and a house warm yeah. you had to you had to go above and beyond not only that, and nobody ever stole anybody else's milk that was put in front of the empty the door. <laughs> really? Yeah. And if you and, and sometimes you, you, somebody may have had maybe extra uh, money overtime, they hang out, wait for the milk man because he has some cheese too once in a while. Oh. So it was it was it, it was different. And you got to keep in mind too, it's the neighborhood. Now I grew up in. Yes, it was Brooklyn, but it was you know Brooklyn had little towns within itself. Ours was Garrison Beach, and that was like. 13 miles to the center of Manhattan, a, a bus ride and a train, and you were there. No one on our block had a car. No one. Absolutely no one. 
And when mom uh, wanted to go shopping, she had a two wheel cart that folded flat. And then it would open up and hold maybe two big grocery bags because there was no big stores like uh, Kroger or AMP, yeah. none, none of that yeah. stuff. And so she would go and, and do a shopping. And you, you see all these, these mamas bringing, <laughs> bringing the groceries back in their little carts. And, wow. and you know, that's just the way it was. Nobody thought anything of it. And we had, even when it came to, uh, to school time, I mean, you know, it, <laughs> uh, a lot of people went, let's say, to, to the Catholic school. So our area was primarily Italian and Irish or Irish and Italian, whatever. And all the boys basically had to have a white shirt and a blue tie or a red tie, one or the other, I forget, and dark slacks. The girls just had a plain straight dress, but it was almost like a uniform. And when he got to the fifth grade, the only difference was is that the tie color changed, okay? And the normal or normal day would be you get up in the morning, you have your breakfast, you hook up with your friends, you walk about three or four blocks to school, you sat in a class, a row of boys, a row of girls, a row of boys, a row of girls, and so forth. The, the nun would teach all the subjects. You'd get out for recess. And with recess, you had an imaginary line that you boys cannot cross because the other side was the girls. <laughs> really? So they separated yeah. you at recess? Huh? They 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 really separated you guys at recess? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Even at recess, we used to make believe we would put us a foot over the imaginary line. Felt we were getting away with something. <laughs> <laughs> it was silly. And oh. everybody carried their books. Nobody had nobody had book bags. Everybody carried the book. The guys would hold it under their arm and the girls would hold, walk to school with them, with the books up against their chest. They didn't have anything on their chest anyway. So. Uh -huh. Wow. <laughs> wow. And so then you'd, you'd, you'd come home, you change your clothes, and everybody would go out after, after school and play. Either tag or uh, stickball or, or ring olivio or uh, stoop ball, anything, but you were moving, okay? Until somebody's parent would yell, Hey, it's dinner time and everybody would split. Mm. Oh. Everybody basically had supper around the same time on that block anyway. And uh, after that, you do your homework and then you listen to the radio for a little while. Wow. And you have shows like The Lone Ranger, uh, Amos and Andy. Uh, That's cool. Wow. Amos That's and cool. Andy was kind of interesting because it was, it, we thought you know, they had a TV show about Amos and Andy, mm -hmm. right? They were black guys. On the radio, there were two white guys. What? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. That's was, amazing. Two, yeah. They were two white guys. So I kind of like they were black. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> All then right. You had, then you All had right. the detective shows, Boston Blackie, you know, uh, oh, what was some of the other ones? Uh, oh, did you have, uh, I was going to say Dick Clark back then, but he Dick was kind of right. Dick Clark started 1956. It was just starting out. Wow. And that's why, uh, we were, he invited the guys from the boot camp to, to, uh, to be there at one time. I, uh, you know, so we all, we all hopped on a bus and we were all at Dick Clark's and don't bring any girlfriends. All the girls were there and we, the girls <laughs> were gorgeous, I, you know, but that was that now I'm like 17, but I'm, so I'm getting ahead yeah. of myself. Yeah. 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 And, but, and, and I meant to say not Dick Clark, but Dick Tracy for uh, oh, yeah. a radio show. Yeah, you had Dick Tracy. You had you had. Let's see what what was I, I wrote. In fact, I wrote some of them down. And you while had, while you're looking at that, I gotta ask you: Did they have Little uh, Orphan Annie? I was about you know, to ask that. Did, did they have I, like Little Orphan Annie show? Not that I can recall. And and the not, reason not I, I ask, recall. the reason I ask Vito is I don't know if yeah. you've seen uh, the 24 Hours of the Christmas Story <laughs> every <laughs> Christmas. But um, on there, he's he listens to a radio show called Little Orphan Annie Radio Hour, I think. So that's that's the reason I asked. Always drink your Ovaltine. <laughs> What's that? It, yeah. Always drink your Ovaltine. Was oh, the yeah, yeah, you're right. Ovaltine, yeah, that was a big drink at the time. No doubt about it. Wow. Wow. What happened to my screen here? I, I tell you, while, while you're looking at that, Vito, um... It's absolutely amazing to to even try to think back um, and be able to talk about a time when everything was was work and oh. and or play. 
right? Because but even a lot of the play was work. I'll give you a good example. We had a, we had a, our neighbor was Mr. Mahoney. And Mr. Mahoney had a, had a big weeping willow tree, like 40, 50 feet tall. And it was leaning, to, it was the only tree in the whole block. And, and it was leaning towards the house and he was getting worried. So he called up some of the neighbors, okay? And, and, <laughs> and everybody said, yeah, you want to cut down a tree? Yeah, so Jimmy the fireman, you know, Frank, Frank the butcher, uh, 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 Bruce the plumber, my dad, and so forth. <clears throat> we said everybody got a chance to be a lumberjack, okay? No power tools. No power tools. No. This is just different hand saws. Everybody had their favorite hand saw. <laughs> the first guy that goes up, of course, is, is they set, set up for a Saturday. <clears throat> and all the kids were watching this. This is really fantastic, right? This is, and, and this was part of the life thing. You know, there would always be events that would stop the, be the norm that I already described. So I watched this, and Jimmy the fireman, he's used to going up high, so he went up first, okay? Until his arm got tired. Then, then Frankie the butcher would go be after him. And then, and then uh, Danny, Danny the, the, the carpenter, would go after him. My father was at the last one. He says, good. He said, let those assholes go up first. <laughs> <ain't gonna> go. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to say that, but that's the way he talks. <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing is, is all of those guys, when, when I was two years old when we moved there, okay? And I was, I, my dad loved that neighborhood because he said, <clears throat> the guys were great. When they moved in there, it was an older house, okay? A little three-bedroom, almost like a Sears house. In those days, you could order a house from Sears. What? Yeah, Sears Roebuck sold houses. Oh, yeah. 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 <clears throat> I'm serious. You check it out. Sears oh Roebuck God. sold houses at the time. Yeah. So this is like a Sears house, <laughs> okay? And they were so... Yeah. <laughs> you could, it's all checkable, okay? Wow. <laughs> And, and so, and everybody's door opened up onto the sidewalk, but everybody had like a little backyard. Okay. So when we moved in there, my father said, geez, you know, he's telling me, he said, I got to put shingles on the roof. I got carpentry work. So he's talking to Mr. Mahoney comes over. He says, you know, you're a young couple. It's my mom and dad to me and my, my brother, who's two months old. He says, no, he says, he says, hey, relax, relax. He says, uh, Frankie, the roof has got extra shingles. He'll, he'll, he'll fix the roof. Okay. And then there's, there's Jimmy the carpenter. He'll fix that there over there. And Bruce the plumber will check the thing. Anyway, within a week, the house is ship shape. So my wow. father says, what do I owe you? He says, what are you doing? You don't charge neighbors. Everybody had extra stuff. No, I didn't pay a cent. That's wow. so beautiful. Yeah, that's just the way it was. Wow. <clears throat> so so, so that, that's the way it was. Now, my father's two buddies were, of course, Mr. Mahoney and Jimmy the fireman. <clears throat> They got the two Irishmen and the Italian, <laughs> which caused a lot of problems. <laughs> really? And constant, constant, <laughs> constant competition. Okay. Oh. They had, uh, now I remember this because I was like seven or eight years old at the time, at, at this time. And, and this is, these are the kind of things that would go around in the neighborhood and the people would laugh at it because when they cut down a tree, the next day, all of the kids would be there trying to get the right kind of branch to make our own bow and arrows. And we all did, okay? <clears throat> and how I got a slingshot. And then that led to me stealing a bra from the nun so yeah. I could have a pouch from my slingshot. Yeah. But, 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 but the, the, the thing that really got people talking was the bets between us and Altaville. It started with, it started with Halloween. They bet my father... That he couldn't dress up as a girl on Halloween. Now, my father smoked Italian stogies, okay, and drank whiskey. <clears throat> so he said, you're on. He says, whoever could do it gets to drink drink that night for free. So my father gets to my grandmother's dress. He could fit into my father's like 5'8", 240. Okay? <laughs> he, gets, he gets into my grandmother's dress. Father was bald. My mother had spit curls, so they scotch taped the spit curls to his head. I still remember seeing that. <laughs> And my uncle Jerry, who was visiting us at the time, said, "He says, he said, I'm going to go away. He said, I, I can't miss this, right? <laughs> so he's smoking it, and then he's got his boots on. So, so they asked my, I remember my said, you're not going to walk to Holman. So Bob was three blocks away. He's no, no, no. We we'll call a cab. <clears throat> cab comes, beeps the horn. My father looks out the door, and the 
the cab driver looks and does a double take because there's my father in the doorway with my grandmother's dress on, smoking a stogie and, and saying, come on, come on, you know, is, unlock the door. He says, stop staring. Haven't you ever seen any of you? Haven't you ever seen a beautiful woman before? <laughs> <laughs> and the cab driver saying, holy God, where do you want to go? And how far is it? I said, only three blocks. He says, I remember saying, thank God. My uncle jumps in the cab with him. And they go to Hovens, which is by now, I think they made it into a historical site, the bar. Okay. So, so they're going there and, and my father doesn't have money to pay the cab, but my uncle's there. He says, he said, I don't have any, there's no pockets in this goddamn thing. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> my uncle Jerry said, I got it. I got the cab. So, so, so they drank that night was the night that the staircase moved. Well, they, yeah. Uh, my father was a little looped that night. They, they got him home. And he was rocking back and forth and he grabbed the staircase. My father was a metal spinner. He's a really strong guy. And as he pulled to get his, to keep himself from falling, pulled the whole staircase away from the wall. What? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I swear to God, I'm not making this up. He goes, <laughs> we go, oh, he says, he says, it's okay. It's just that, just make sure you be careful when you come downstairs for breakfast because he fixed it later on. <laughs> In the meantime, my grandmother would be swearing at him all the time, you know. They, she just, and we didn't like our grandma. We understood Italian, but since we didn't like it, we only answered in English. Never did learn English. Oh, oh my God. So, so you know, it, it, was, it was incidents like that. Then another, I'll tell you one other incident that they had when I was, I know I was only about seven, seven or eight years old because what transpired in my eighth year of life was because of a of a bet. Mahoney, Rice, and my father. They said, okay, uh, you got us on that one. But who's the bigger man? Who's the more of a man than any of the other ones? They said, well, how are we going to test that out? Well, we can't do certain, because my father probably was stronger than most certain ways. Rice was pretty strong too. The weakest of them was Mahoney because he was worked for the Bell Telephone Company. So they said, whoever gets their wife pregnant first. Now, Rice had four kids. <laughs> Mahoney had three kids. My father had two kids. He said, well, what's the bet? He says, each Friday we come here, we put a dollar in the pot. Mr. Hoban will keep the money. Whosoever wife gets pregnant first, or, you know, the baby is delivered first, he gets the money. <laughs> Nine months go by. My father wins by two weeks. Okay? Followed by Mahoney and Rice. But within three or four weeks, they're all, they're, it's all new babies. I told my wow. brother this when he got older, okay? I told him he's only here because the dad won a bet. <laughs> he says, what do you mean? I said, I'm serious. Pop wasn't a bet. I said, you wouldn't even be here. He goes, oh, God. I'll tell you another story about that later. But so what happens is somebody got curious. They said, you know, three babies on the same block. Well, within a month, something's funny. So... so <laughs> So Mahoney spilled the beans, okay? And he says, no, was it? He, he mentioned, of course, that went to the other wives, right? Now they're, they're really pissed, okay? Yeah. When Within a year, we wound up moving out to Rosedale in Long Island, and the uh, Mahoney and Rice moved out a little further onto the island. And that was sort of like the end of the, the you know, the, the three people at that time. But there were always incidents like that going on that were really funny, okay? Uh, I, I had an aunt, for example, she was an Austrian and she was the daughter of a doctor, very wealthy family. And she fell in love with my grandmother's brother, who was a good looking guy and uh, made big money in those days. He was with the union. I don't know exactly what he did with the union, but he was pulling in two or $300 a week. This is a long time ago. That's a lot, a lot of money now. Okay. <clears throat> what happens is he gets, uh, he got an, he got an infection. And he died by the time he was 30. It was just some sort of an ear infection. He died. No kind of wow. cell. Wow. She's alone. The only school that she went to was finishing schools. She didn't know how she was going to survive. My grandmother said, I can show you how to make, I can show you how to make uh, buttonholes. They didn't have a machine for buttonholes in those days. <clears throat> My grandmother had an ability to make the proper buttonholes with the, the, the stitches all around it. And she would even take work home. My mother, her sister, and her brother, they never had sore-bought clothes until they left the house. My grandmother would always make the clothes. 
and 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 uh, so so they had uh, you know what was it it was uh, she you know she she couldn't do it she just couldn't do that so but she was always dressed well and she had a son Nikki Nikki was could have been the postage for and, and enlisting in the Marines six two. Perfectly built, great smile, really a good-looking guy. Even my wife said, my God, I even have an older man. She says, he's an incredibly good-looking man. Anyway, he was in the Marines, World War II, Tarawa, Guadalcanal. Never got, he supposedly said he never got hit. That was baloney. We found out years <laughs> later when he was retired. He's in the swimming pool. He had this thin skin patch on his back like this, you know, from shrapnel and so forth. Ooh. Never bought a Japanese or a German car as long as he lived. Wow, wow. Other, really? I had two, yeah, I, I had two cousins, Nicky Espositos. One was the good looking guy, and the other guy was five foot six. He looked like a butcher, which he eventually became. <laughs> but that's another story. <laughs> two, it was like dumb and dumber. Like one, same name, <laughs> one here, one here. Okay. <laughs> but I remember my brother, Joe, she would visit us. My aunt and I would visit us like once a month. My brother Joe and I, we wait at the bus stop for her because she smelled so good, you know. And she'd give us each a quarter. Go, oh man, it's ice cream, sodas, and you know, great. We loved we loved Anna, man. I mean, she was fantastic. And and uh so she was married. She thought she remarried. The guy was a little rough with her until her son came down and straightened him out, and I got the Straightened him out pretty well, uh, and then uh, then she got married and she died of a heart attack at fifty six, sitting on a couch, uh, just like that. But she was a, a uh, you know, what always struck my brother and I about it is that she was beautiful, and we look at the Italian relatives we had, you know, fucking man, they had they had hair. They, I think some of them shaved, you know, I mean, they, you know, a little overweight, little stumpy legs, and you know, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we looked at women, we said, we want to get them to Anna Anna, man. That's a good-looking woman. So uh, my mother was a good-looking woman, too. But she was the exception to the rule. And my father would say, how are you going to get an ugly woman? How are you going to have kids? He says, you know, it ain't going to go up. It's going to go, I'm <laughs> you know. Oh, God. Vito, how in the world... Uh, I mean, this is absolutely amazing. Let me ask you um, now: uh, Were your grandparents? Were your parents first generation? No, my grandparents were. Okay, so my, I'm sorry, my parents were first generation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my grandparents had come over in the boat, you know, in the 1890s, 1880s, something like that. Yeah. Wow. And 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 you know, we we we. We, we had, you know, you had two grandfathers. Now, I never knew my mother's father because he was, uh, he died long before I was born. But I was born, believe it or not, on the anniversary of his death. Really? Yeah, I was born on February 24th, and that's, that's, the, month, that's the day he died. Huh. And he was a, a construction worker on the, uh, with the subway, like Sandhogs and those kind of guys. Mm-hmm. Big guy, big guy, yeah. And, and uh they didn't have the safety rules and so forth. The guy, you know, the clamshells, the things that go like this to scoop up dirt, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, uh, there was a guy operating that. He thought my grandfather was a rock. He was going to pick it up and he got him. All right. He got him right in half. And, and that's, that's how he died. He lived for about a half an hour and died. Oh and so my grandmother raised the two girls and the boys. Uh, they, you know, third floor, cold water flat. That's how they raised. And it was Delancey street, which was, Next, I'm sorry, they were on Mont Street. The street over that was Chinatown. The street on the other side was Mont Street. And, and actually, I'm sorry, they were on Mont Street. On one street, side of the street was Chinatown, and the other side of the street was Delancey Street, which was a Jewish, okay? So you had the Jewish Street, the Italian Street, and then you had Chinatown, okay? Wow. And I was, it was, it, it was like the, the people sort of kept themselves, but you know, but there was always a mutual respect, okay? Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, so that's, uh, but uh, so I, I said, well, how did, uh, I said, you know, I asked my father, so, you know, we, my father's mother, we always called her fat mama. We just, she was billable, you know, so we called her fat mama. Yeah. I said, you know, I said, she, you know, pop, I said, you know, she's not a great looking woman. 
He said, yeah, I know. He said, but you got to remember, he said, they didn't date much in those days. <laughs> he says, they just want to find something to, 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 to park. <laughs> I, I said, well, well, how did he meet her? He says, he said, I never told you. I said, no. He said, listen, this is family stuff. You don't talk about it, but they're all gone now, so I'll talk about it. He said, his brother, who is one year older than him, he says, your grandfather was the last of 24 kids. There were of the 24 kids, there were one girl. There was only one girl. Your great-grandfather went through three wives because they had the farm. He said, so lots of help. <clears throat> he said, now, he said, his brother, who was one year old, he got over into the country a year before him or two years before him, and he had a wife. And he said, you know, my, he says, your grandfather wanted to know, you know, how do you meet the girls? He said, we're working all the time. How do you do? He says, here's what you do. Here's how you get a wife here. If you're busy, he says, you go three blocks down. There's the Catholic orphanage. He says, yeah. He says, you knock on the door. He says, yeah. The nun answers, okay? He said, and she, she'll say, what do you want? She say, I'm a good Catholic man. I don't want to have children. I want to raise them in the Catholic church. Oh, okay, come on in. You go in there, you go to another room. She'll bring out a half a dozen girls. They'll be 16, 17 years old. You smile at them all. The one that smiles back, you say, eh, that's the one. <laughs> she put her hand in your hand. You walk out the back. The priest there, he marries you. You got a wife. Wow. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you're married. Now you got a wife. That's amazing. Oh yeah, my so, God. So, so I asked my father, I said, you know, I said, I'm eight years old. So I said, Dad, how do you, how do you, he says, hey, it's the only woman you're going to see. You never saw a naked woman before. They all look good, you know? So he said, she could cook pretty good. Sexy, he says, ah, he says, you make do. What can I tell you? You make do. I said, <laughs> so I made do a few times, he says, but anyway, so that's why you're here now. I said, okay, thanks, Bob. So that's the story for Fat Mama. But Fat Mama had a problem. Fat Mama had a problem. I see, these are all things that would happen in, in the normal course of, of life, okay, these are just the highlights, okay? Yeah. I got to be 15 years old, and when I was 15, we would visit Fat Mama, and I said, I said Fat Mama had a problem, she grabbed me, put my arm up one hand there, and she grabbed me, my crotch, she grabbed me, my, yeah. and I jumped back, you know? I said, hey, Pop, I said, you gotta talk to Fat Mama. I said, why? I said, I said your mom, yeah, I said, I said in fact, I think she's a dirty old lady. He said, come on, that's my mother you're talking about. I said, yeah, it's my grandmother, but she's grabbing me. He said, come on. I said, watch. The next week time we visit, make believe he can't see, but you're going to see me jump back fast. And sure enough, it happens again. He goes, he said, hey, mom, what are you doing? She said, I want to see if we see he's a bigger boy. He's a grown-up. It's important. He's a, you know, he's, it's important. Oh, my God. So, so, anyway, so that was the last time she did that. So, you know. Now, getting, see, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit again, but now getting back to grade school, okay? Now, yeah, and, uh, seven years old, Catholic school, they're short of altar boys, right? Listen, uh, you had, he said, look, the priest will come into each class. He said, you, the church is all in Latin. He says, his card is four pages. This is when you got to speak the Latin after what the priest says and so forth. I'm going to check next week if you guys got it or not. If you know, you can be an altar boy. If not, forget about it. I had no trouble with it. Mm. So I, I got it all done. So I'm an altar boy and I'm seven years old. Very proud and so forth, you know. But, you know, you're very observant. So I'm looking, you know, and I'm going, you know, and, and you know, and you, you know, it comes from the wine and, and, and the water. And, you know, you pour the wine in and you're supposed to put water in. Max a drop. They didn't want to dilute the wine. Now and then he, and you'd fill that damn thing up, man. I mean, he was half in a bag by the time the church finished, you know, the service finished. But you spilled some on your fingers, you know, and you'd be like this here, like this, like you're praying, but you're really licking your fingers because <laughs> you like it. And that was the problem, because then every time you go out, I knew where he kept the wine, okay? And they had a little, and they put it in the bottles. So, you you know, you'd fill it up and you, you drink some wine. So this is normal for about, Two years, and then they got confidence in you, and that now now they go into a, 
a special occasion. It was like a high mass, okay? You got three priests and altar boys and all this other kind of stuff. And I'm a little nervous, but I know where the wine is, okay? So I took a cup about like this, okay? But I only filled it like, I just wanted to drop it. I overfilled it. So I went up to here. Now it's like about four shots, okay? And I, oh, man. And I'm drinking this, man. Now it's time to go out there. I'm really relaxed, man. Yeah. It is all I'm having the bag. So, so now we go out there and it comes time for the gospel. When the gospel, everybody stands up, right? When they speak the gospel, except me. I fell asleep. Oh. I fell asleep. <laughs> I'm like, like this here. <laughs> and I told him, he's nudging me. You know, you know, wake up. I get, wake up. Uh-huh. I finally wake up at the end of the service. <laughs> and the priest says, I want to see you. <laughs> he says, I've never seen such disrespect for the Lord and all this other kind of stuff. And he fires me. So I got fired as an altar boy. I get home. My father says, he says, I go to church three times a year. And I see that to watch my son sleep. He says, he says, he says, you know, the whole church, he says, the whole town saw you sleeping. Everybody said, hey, do you see Sonny out the Man, he slept through the whole thing. I only slept through the other, the, towards the end. So that was, that was the end of my, uh, my experience as, a, as an altar boy. Oh my but, God. So <laughs> now, now, it's, now, uh, <laughs> So like, I'm like nine years old, years old, we're getting ready. There's the incident with my brother being born and the other ones and so forth. So we move out now to, to Queens, okay? Well, so I'm at PS 138. That's my, they didn't have a, high, a Catholic school close enough. But so you were let out every Wednesday afternoon at two o'clock for religious instruction, right? Which was great because we got out early. That's all we cared about, okay? I think there may be a, a weird juxtaposition where this is your real life and I'm envisioning it as almost like a movie um, oh, yeah. in an odd way, you know? Well, yeah, well, you know, there's a lot we can do with that. I mean, we can make it like, not the fifth grade, we can make it like the sixth or seventh grade and so yeah. forth. Yeah. And, and tie it into, for example, we could tie it in <laughs> to sex education with Father Kelly. <laughs> now, now, no, 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 we don't forget now. Wednesday afternoon was was was, was religious instruction. Okay, wait, like, this is a real thing, right? <clears throat> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Okay. Okay. There's this about is... 12 of us, 12, 13 of us, there's Murphy, a, a, a whole bunch of guys, and, and myself. So we get there, we gotta be there by three o'clock, and it's supposed to be for an hour. And Father Kelly's new, okay. Father Kelly's maybe about five foot six, a little roundish. <laughs> uh, you could tell he drank a lot because he had that skin that we knew because it wasn't unusual to see guys that were drunks and so forth in those days, you know. And he say, uh, today we're going to talk about, about uh, uh, you, you're growing up now. Your body is going to be starting to change. We're talking at we're 12 years old. What are you, what are you talking about? Body's going to change. He says, you're going to find that, that uh, you know, you're going to get feelings that you don't have before. So he said, well, what kind of feelings? He said, well, it's in that area where, where, you, where, you, where you urinate. I said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, are you going to find uh, that, you know, your penis is going to get bigger? And we said, so one of the guys said, does that mean I got to get new underwear? <laughs> how big does it get? He said, he said well, he says, it, gets, it, gets, it gets larger. He said, well, how large? He says, because, I, I, you know, underwear is expensive. You know, the kids say, and no, it's not that bad. You know, now you just get a little flustered. <clears throat> and there's a scene where he starts saying, he says, and, and you know, you, you have to be controlled because, you know, you're going to find that uh, you're going to want to do things. And so they said, do things like what? He said, well, you're going to find out that, like, if you you, you, you rub your, your penis, it's, it's going to get bigger. And then we all going, huh? How big does it get? <laughs> <laughs> Father Kelly's getting, getting, he said, oh, I can get bigger. He said, well, what, 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 what happens after it gets big? He said, well, then you, you ejaculate, but you'll see what, when the time comes. Now, they were 12 years old. We haven't even had a thought oh about things God. like this, okay? So, so, and he goes on, he said, okay, look, he said, um, you, you know, so you just, you just have to be careful and so forth. 
and uh, I, 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 I got a scene in the screen on that thing, and he got, he got, uh, oh, he got really, really flustered. So anyway, so uh, we're asking, uh, we're saying, well, when does it stop? Well, it doesn't stop. So somebody said, how long does it keep growing? Well, only until you get to a certain age and then it stops. The guy said, yeah, well, how long does it take before it stops? He said, well, it depends on your age, 15, 16, 17. And we were all looking at each other going, wow. Now we're all, at this point, we're all looking down on our crotches because we can't think, wow, you know, well, when's it going to start, you know? <laughs> so, so the class is over and we're all walking home we're saying you believe what father kelly's telling you i said i don't know man he says it's going to grow he says you got to hold it he said you know i said i don't know we, we, we were more confused after that class than we were before we started but it was a it was a real it was a, it's a it was a funny scene as far as the the Father Kelly coming out and explaining the whole thing. I mean, we were just, wow, you know. Man. Nobody had a clue. And, and then and, and that that eighth grade class, they were going to teach us something about sex, like the birds and the bees. So we're all excited we're going to learn about because we finally heard about the word sex, you know. And in the first classes, she starts talking about the bees and the bees pollinating the flowers and the birds and one male bird humping on the other bird. We're going, what the hell is he going to talk? He said, when do they talk about people? He said, we don't talk about people. <laughs> said, well, yeah, I do, but I don't care. I said, I mean, I'm saying, I don't care about a damn bird or a bloody bee. And the guys were saying, yeah, what about the guys? You know, <laughs> oh, that comes later on in high school. We're going, oh. we got, so we got now sex education about birds and bees. Who gives a shit? You know, who cares about a bird and a bee? Next guy said, guys, next to the bee, I say, I'm going to step on it. So, so now, in the eighth grade also, girls had to make, we're like 12 years old and so forth. Okay? In the eighth grade, girls had to make their own graduation dresses. That was homemaking, uh, homemaking huh. dress, yeah. All the girls really? in the eighth grade made their own, huh. yeah. And it was a blue dress, and they all, they all had the same pattern. Now, you can't imagine. There were two girls that started in the whole class. There were two girls that started to develop. Okay, and and we're waiting for them because the teacher is taking measurements in the English class, and she gave all the guys an assignment to read. So we're like this here, but all of our eyes are going up like this. She's doing the chest. She's doing. She's doing the hips, right? And there's this girl. <laughs> this now, this girl was at the end of the measuring class because when he had one girl named her first, I remember one girl, her first name was Helen. I don't remember the last name, but she looked pretty good. So we're going like this. Oh, I can't wait for her to measure this one. She says 34. And we're going, wow, God, 34. And it was like 22. Going, oh, God. Oh, we're going like this. We're, you know, we can't believe this, man. This is a real, almost a woman, you know. And it hits for like 34. And she says, stop the mumbling, you know, stop, stop that mumbling and all that kind of stuff. Well, what happens is uh, she's getting, the teacher's getting a little pissed at us. Then came a girl by the name, I still remember her name after all these years. Her name was Carol Ritter. Carol Ritter was a stick, okay? <laughs> Okay, Carol. Carol, 22, 22, 22. We stopped laughing. We're all cracking up. She sends all of us out into the hallway until she finishes it. I said, well, we don't have to worry about what Carol Ritter. If you want to know what Carol Ritter is, just take a look at a board. You know, it's the same thing. I said, yeah, it was absolutely straight like that. Uh, oh, man. So those were the early years from... The milkman to the coal man to the ice man to uh, you know and, and and some of the things uh, the, the 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 men just had had a lot of fun and block parties that's what I forgot to mention earlier block parties were always a thing anytime it was like, it was a big block party after World War II you know everybody was out there with the kids and so forth drinking and so forth but the block party that made that we celebrated was the one that made the Daily News. <laughs> Front page of the Daily News in New York, which goes to Jimmy the Fireman. 
1947, 48. Okay. Jimmy the Fireman. I mean, the front page, that can actually be checked out. Okay. There was a jumper. Okay. And the first guy up the, the hook and ladder it didn't go up five flights and so forth. It was short. So it went up so far. And Jimmy the Fireman, that was one of the guys my father used to drink with, scaled up a couple of more floors and jumped onto the fire escape where the guy was. He's going to jump, right? Uh-huh. And he gets close, gets close to it. And they're taking pictures of this whole thing, right? And Jimmy's Jimmy's back is always towards the towards the crowd, right? Then all of a sudden, people said you, you saw pictures of the guy sort of sagging, and and he seemed to fall over Jimmy the fireman's shoulder. So Jimmy yeah. flipped him over, had him done. They lowered a harness from the roof and lowered them all down. When they get down, they said, "What?" I said, "What happened?" He says. He says, you know, I told him, look, a lot of people love you. You don't realize how many people really care about you and so forth. But what's that bruise on his face? He says, well, you knocked him up against the wall a little bit when I was coming down. They said, oh, and isn't that wonderful? Well, the newspapers go away. Everybody's drinking beer. Say, hey, Jimmy, how did it happen? He says, I got five kids to get back to. I got that son of a bitch. He's like, as soon as I got close enough, I just clocked him. I give a shit with him. And he says, I didn't give a shit whether people loved him or not. The guy's a banana. <laughs> and everybody drank it with another block party. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's amazing. That, uh, what, what, I mean, when you think about, you know, when you grew up and things now and everything obviously is, is way different. Um, and even I think everybody's kind of sensibilities have kind of changed and the, their thought process, I think, you well, know? Yeah. Well, things were much more black and white then. Yeah. Was, there weren't degrees of bad. You were bad. You were bad. Okay. Yeah. If, you, if you lied, if you lied, you were a liar. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this, this word today, uh, the false narrative, those are two words to mean liar. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what I mean. it's just a lie, you know. Yeah. And and and, and there was it wasn't as you didn't you know this these bleeding heart sort of things, you know. Oh, you just have to understand them. Hey, you guys, you want to understand something? I'll show you how to understand it. You know, <laughs> it was real clear. <laughs> you learn how to understand real quick. Yeah. You know? But the people knew where they stood. You know, there's none of this. You know, oh, we have to be. You know, you know, you know, you have to make sure he's just, you know, he's delicate or, or, or right. you know, all this other kind of, I never, I never came across any of that when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Never. I mean, if a guy was a good guy or he wasn't a good guy. Okay. Yeah. And if the yeah. guy was a bully, it, I saw two incidents all through high school that were bullies and the two guys they used to hang around with, we'd say, Hey, we found another one. Let's show him what being a bully is like. And we straightened him out a little bit. He yeah. never happened twice. Yeah. You know, Right, right. No, 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 that's a good cliffhanger right there. Um, let me ask you, um, before we wrap up a little bit, did your grandparents or parents, well, I guess more your grandparents, because they, they actually came over through like Ellis Island oh, yeah. and, and the statue, a, right? As a matter of fact, our name is on one of those brass plaques at Ellis Island. Oh, wow. I saw, yeah, I saw it myself. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was there with a friend of mine. His name was Pat. His name was last name was Lindsay. Okay, his parents came over like the Irish immigration, eighteen forty nine, and so forth. Mm-hmm. And and so he said, "You ever been to Ellis Island, the Statue of Liberty?" Because we had a. I was in Cincinnati at the time, and and we we had a account in New Jersey. So we 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 flew up, but then we rented a car because we had, we needed a car for the following day. So we had some time. I said, "Yeah, let's go." So we went there. So we saw the Statue of Liberty and we went to Ellis Island, which is really quite incredible because they had, they still had the, 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 the buildings there and the mm-hmm. section, they recorded the people at the time and, the, and, and, you know, being checked out and all this kind of stuff, people that were turned away. And it was really interesting. Then you walk around and there's a, like probably a couple of hundred brass, brass plaques with names on it. And I'm looking, I said, totally not a name, you know? And it was my, 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 uh, my grandfather's brother, who came over first without the wallet, that was wow. that was it. So Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay says to me, says, "All right, he's, we came over in 1849. How come our name isn't there?" I said, "You got all the Irish guys coming over. Most of you guys got killed. You dummies. You weren't in. The, you were all in the Civil War. We waited till the war was over." <laughs> so you know, you know, 
So they don't have your name there. He says, son of a bitch. You know? <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. So that was, that was, that was, uh, that was, you know, it, it was, it's, it's fascinating to see, uh, you know, cause yeah. it's been there for such a long time. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And, and to know that, I mean, my goodness gracious, you know, being, you know, your parents were first generation and yeah. having your grandparents immigrate and yeah. immigrate to, to the U S that's absolutely amazing. Vito. God, they said that there were people waiting on the docks when those ship came in just to hire guys. There was so much work. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So you stepped right off you and they welcome, you know, they gave you your papers and welcome yep. to the United States and boom, you're a boom, you're there, man. Here, 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 they need you here. You got any experience here? here. They'll teach you. They'll train you. Go there. My, my grandfather wound up in the printing industry. He was a cutter and so forth. And, and so that's how he's, oh. that's how he started. Yeah. Wow. And he said, you don't have to worry about English. You'll learn it. You'll learn English later. Just, this is what you can do. You know, <clears throat> that's the way it started. Wow. That's yeah. absolutely amazing. And, and, you know, you had mentioned your, your mother, her, her father, right? He, he worked for the yeah. subway, right? Yeah. Yeah. My grandfather, my mom, my mom, my, my mom's dad. Yeah. Yeah. He was one of and, the construction workers on the subway. Yeah. Wow. The, the actual subway. subway system there in yeah, New York. Yeah. 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 That's like history. That's amazing. Yeah, they were, he was one of the sand hogs. You know, the sand hogs would go down under the tunnel. Yeah. And go forth. Yeah. He was one of those guys. Wow, Vito. This is absolutely amazing. This was a great episode. Really Unbelievable. Was. Wow. And and the way yeah. you 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 left us with a, a teaser for the next episode about the bush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, we'll start, we'll start when we graduate high school. That that yeah, there's a there's a lot of a lot of funny stuff happened through high school. Lots of funny that's, stuff happened. That's that's cool. That's cool. I can't wait to get into that. Um, I again, Vito, you know, and I, I I say it when we talk on the phone, and I'll say it since we're on air. I mean, every time you say, "Hey, I got a story for that," it just makes me laugh. <laughs> it makes me giggle. And I just, <laughs> I, I prepare myself. I prepare myself <laughs> in, 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 a, in the best way possible. And I love it. I love it. I absolutely love uh, <clears throat> listening to you and talking to you about, about your life and, and about how you feel about everything. So mm. thank you for everything today. Thank yeah. you for taking the time. What's that? Oh my gosh. Wow. I know it goes by fast, right? I'm amazed at that. My gosh, that's all over. I can't believe how much time we took. I know. I know. I know. And, and it, it, it is quite, you know, because I don't know if you've ever watched the Christmas story. Oh, yeah, on, sure. And, you know, and I mean, your stories today have brought, had, has conjured images of the real life yeah. Christmas story. Of, of you running around and and when you talk about new york in a way where it's so nostalgic mm -hmm. um it's it's almost like a romantic um like poets and authors yeah. talk about yeah, be, yeah because you know people yeah, and you know 13 years old you're on the subway you know nobody worried about you taking the subway i mean 13 years old you took a bus in the chair but it's a big deal and people say oh my god you know that's 20 something miles you know the bus is not a big deal. Okay, everybody did it, you know. Yeah. And, and and uh but there's there's a lot of funny stuff from from you know from the, with the nuns, uh, <laughs> with bologna sandwiches, with with oh all sorts of stuff and incidents happen on the subway and uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yes. that that's another A2. Yes, okay. yes, absolutely. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, uh. Is there anybody, so like, I'm sure people are listening to this. Oh, and okay, wait, I just had a thought. And I can't believe that there's actually, you call like, um, fill in a name, the butcher, or, you oh, know, oh, Bobby the, the butcher. butcher. Yeah. You know, you call him by that. That's amazing. Yeah, well, that was, that was Louis. In fact, I even know his last name, Rivetti. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll tell you this. They never had kids, okay? <clears throat> Louis was in World War II, but since he didn't have any kids, 
they put him on a ship and he was basically a butcher. He worked, worked in the kitchen, you know, and they used to call him, uh, he told us, he they used to call him Pops because he was 30, mid thirties, everybody else was in their twenties at the time, right? <laughs> and 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 so he never, he ne they never had children as much as he tried to. And his wife, <laughs> what the hell was his name? Well, I think it was Edith, anyway, she, she, she was a ventriloquist too. She, you know, kids were going to the store and if the, you were like this here, looking at the cans of beans or peas and so forth, all of a sudden you'd have a can of beans saying, hello, in a deep voice. And it was her. She could throw her voice. Really? It scared oh, the man. hell out of the kids. Yeah. yeah. Kids would go, some can of beans is talking to me. <laughs> it oh was... my God. <laughs> well, the, the story I remember hearing is I overheard a conversation one time. <clears throat> this I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'll just give you this one. Okay? Yes, yes. Okay. And she was saying, you know, Louie and I have tried everything to have a kid. She says, he had me standing, uh, doing a handstand and him hanging over the kitchen table. She says, nothing works. She says, I, she says, we, we came up with positions that I thought I was going to die. I said, I was dislocated my legs one time. She, my mother said, and my mother, my mother is, my mother was approved. Okay. She's going, she's trying to act like, uh, uh huh. And I can see it going making pursed lips and all this other kind of shit. <laughs> she's really getting upset. And she saw so anyway, they wound up adopting this kid. They adopted one of the customers. Uh, she, she, uh, she, she was married, but she had just in the middle of a divorce. So she was just giving birth and she, the guy left her too, so forth. And uh, they, they legally adopted the child. Her. Wow. And he wow. wound up becoming a, he wound up as a mechanical engineer. What? And the story goes that he said, I owe my life and so forth to Louis, you know, and, and yeah, they raised him as their own. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, that, that is a perfect way to end this episode. That was so beautiful. And uh, Vito, I cannot wait for the next episode because <laughs> it's awesome. You're, you're very, you're Funny. very much. Um, wow. I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's amazing. So, it's yeah. fun. Yeah, very fun. Very fun. And it, how what, touching. It's so touching. Wow. I, I tell you, uh, it, it, people cared. And people, people without, without any soliciting, uh, people just automatically helped each other. Okay? Yeah. It was just, yeah. It was just, <clears throat> just the way it was. Wow. Uh, we had, <clears throat> uh, you know, you had, uh, if people were hurting, you, you helped them and so forth. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, it's just, uh, and then there was surprises and shocks too. Uh, I, I'll tell you about. I want to mention about Doctor Klein and, and his and his wife who always came at the Louis the Butcher wearing short shorts. This is before short shorts, uh -huh. <laughs> and her running off with the plumber. That's another story. But we'll talk about. <laughs> wow! Oh, wow! Wow! <laughs> but you know the bottom. But the bottom line is, people were straight up and honestly didn't have all of this political worrying about saying the wrong thing. Yeah. People spoke. They said yeah. what was on their mind. You know, they were, it, it, the, the integrity was there, okay? Yeah. It, yeah. It, I mean, it really was. I mean, there's, there's a lot we can talk about when we, in the teenage years, that's for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. Vito, on okay. my end, thank you for everything. Thank, thank you for you. the wonderful yes, stories course. today. Thank you so yeah. much. Eric? You want well, to take us out of this puppy? Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. It was an absolute blast. And Vito, thank you for sharing with us all of your amazing stories. Well, everybody, have a great week.